Hi and welcome to the How to Shoot Hybrid podcast from Yosto Studios. My name's Jules and if you're new to the podcast we discuss photography, videography, filmmaking and topics around building successful and sustainable creative businesses. If you're a regular listener thanks for joining us again, welcome back and the idea behind these podcasts is to share things that we've experienced or learned along the way. Sometimes hear the experiences from others when we chat to guests. Partly we want to build an open-minded community to learn and grow and we hope you enjoy being here with us. Um, so on this episode, I just wanted to kind of do a nice, short and sweet uh, discussion around audio. So for anybody who is a filmmaker, videographer, that will be very relevant. Anybody doing hybrid, this should be something that you're considering. And for photographers, it might be that you're thinking, well, how does that really apply to me? Do I really need to know about audio? Um the answer would be, I think it's a good idea to have an understanding of it, uh, even if it's just from the the place of understanding why, if you're working alongside a videographer at a wedding, why it's important, what can kind of uh, influence uh, the decision-making of the videographer, the filmmaker, why certain things might, they might do things a certain way. But also, if you ever do decide that you want to add film into your photography service, if you want to be a hybrid shooter, you know, this is going to be a big part of it. Now, I appreciate that not everybody who is going to shoot uh, films, make films, videos, is going to want to incorporate audio because they might just decide, I'm going to use music and I'm just going to do my videos to music because the audio side of it does seem a little bit too complicated and it's too much for me to think about on the day especially if you're doing a hybrid function where you are trying to do the photo and you're trying to get video clips and then if you start adding things like audio into it yes totally that is definitely going to be potentially where the wheel comes off and is a little bit too much to do it isn't let me tell you it isn't because I record audio in the same way when I'm doing a hybrid wedding as I do when I'm doing uh, just video but obviously I've had a lot more practice at it. So I really want to I really want people to feel like they can try stuff out and get comfortable and confident doing audio at weddings, recording audio at weddings. So I do wanna um I do wanna kinda do some content around that for video um that I'll put out when I've got time. Um, but there is a previous podcast. If you're wanting to like hear a lot more about audio, because this is not going to be a really long episode where I go into loads of detail about things, this is going to be talking about the new audio recorders that I'm going to be using probably going forward and reasons why. Um, and we're going to be having a little listen to that. But if you want to go more deep into audio, um, we've got a, a podcast episode, episode 43, um, where we talk or I talked a lot more about audio. So where are we so far? Let's have a quick thing. I'm I'm going to be talking at the moment. I'm talking into my podcast mic. So if you're watching this on video, you'll see that this is quite a big microphone. Um, it's heavy. It's on a, a podcast arm at the moment. But this is a particular type of microphone that gives a very, very clear, very, very good sounding um, voice. But you could not really use this at a wedding because it needs to be quite close to the person for it to work. 
you wouldn't be able to have this kind of um, clipped onto somebody, obviously. And asking someone to hold this, um, for a start, they probably wouldn't want to. But secondly, it would it would pick up a lot of unwanted noise. Like if you tap on this, like if I tap this now, it probably will make a noise. Hopefully that didn't blow your car speakers if you're listening in car. So it it it's very sensitive. So we wouldn't really use something like that at weddings. So what I've been using up until now is what most wedding videographers, particularly in the UK, will use. But I know that this has become a more popular option in like other places. So this is the Sony TX650. There's a newer version, the 660. And there are other variations of it that I have. I've got a TX800, which is another little audio recorder. Like I said, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I've already done that in a previous episode, episode 43. But I am wearing it so that I can show you the difference between how that sounds, how the podcast mic sounds, and then how the new one sounds that I'm going to talk about in a second. The puck, uh, the Sony TX six fifties are brilliant, and I've got all I've got loads of different mics. And if if you go into that other episode I talked about, I talk through all the different episodes, and I'm going to do comparisons of, of different microphones in the future. And I've tried all sorts, um, but the six the TX six fifties are so good for weddings because they're so easy to use. They're so small and quick to clip on. And the sound you get out of them, although it's not the best sound in the world, it works for weddings. You know, I've I've now shot... Uh, I've shot over 200 weddings and I've probably used a Sony TX650 for at least three quarters of those. So that's how... You know, every piece of audio you'll ever hear from a wedding will probably come from a TX650. And I think it's it does a job just fine. There's no doubt you could do it better, but it works just fine. And when you're doing hybrid specifically, what you want is a perfect balance between what works and it being good quality and efficiency because you you are trying to do more you are trying to um do more with your time you're doing the photo you're doing the video you're going to now be getting the audio so you want something that's efficient to use that you can just literally one one button on clip it on know that it's just going to record what you need you can use it in lots of different uh, ways because you can easily clip it into someone's pocket you can clip it onto someone's shirt or waistcoat um, you can strap them to microphones using like an elastic strap. That's that's a very popular thing that people do. You can leave them in different locations. You can clip them in locations and they, they do tend to be great. The one kind of downside about these microphones is they, 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 return, they record internally. So there's not really any way of monitoring them. So you don't really know what you're getting. That's one thing. It's obviously not going into the camera, so you are going to have to sync this audio up. And then you are in a situation as well where they are a dictaphone. They're not really meant for recording audio in the way that we all use them as wedding videographers. So although they do a great job, they're not designed for that. So the microphones in them, you know, they're not the best microphone. And the files that they produce are decent 
you know, they're WAV files. If you set, well, you can set them in different ways, but I've got mine set up. So you get a WAV file, which is a, a decent quality audio file, but they're not the highest bit rate. And so if you start trying to manipulate that audio, you start trying to um, lower it, bring it up, um, do certain things with the EQ to remove unwanted noises or change the way that the the sound that's been recorded uh, kind of sounds once once you've played with it, it you're not going to be able to stretch it as far. You're not going to have as much room for manipulation. And that's the downside. And so I think lots of people who are doing wedding videography, hybrid shooting, they're, lo- they're looking, they're always looking for, to improve what they capture visually. And a lot of us that do wedding videos and films, we like to try and improve the sound that we record as well, because sound is so important to a film. So over the last few years, audio, just like camera um, camera specs have got a lot better and we've got, you know, 4K high frame rate recording now is like pretty standard across all camera manufacturers. Um, and even like some of the lower end cameras have got that. So we know that we can record um, really good audio internally in our cameras. Um, sorry, not audio, visuals in, in our cameras. And what we really now want is, is to be able to record better audio. And in the last year, you know, a couple of years, audio recorders have started to get better and introduce a much higher bit rate in terms of like, which really wasn't res- was reserved for much more expensive pieces of audio recording equipment. So you'll hear the term 32 bit float. So what that's essentially doing is it's just recording a much higher amount of data from when you're recording uh, audio and if you're recording in that format, you will have more information for when you put it into the edit to be able to manipulate that data, to be able to manipulate that sound, whether it's too loud and you need to quieten it down. So it, it hopefully won't um, it won't clip and peak. It won't be too loud. You'll be able to bring it down without it distorting and sounding horrible. And same if you have recorded something a bit too quiet, you'll be able to raise it up without loads and loads of horrible background noise that comes with it because you've basically increased the gain on on an amplifier. So that wasn't really a thing until the last couple of years and there's a few different companies were bringing out decent audio recorders like Zoom, Tentacle Sync, I think it is. Um, And... You know, Tascam have just brought out their DR10L Pro, I think it's called, which has got 32-bit float. So, like, Zoom had a few recorders. There was was quite a few on the market. Now, one company that I've bought quite a few microphones from, like this, is a Rode um, podcast mic. I've had um, lots of different uh, audio recorders from Rode over the years. They do some great, great equipment. But the thing that I could never really get on board with was the wireless mic. So they, they brought out the original Wireless Go, then they brought out the Wireless Go 2. I had both, I have the Wireless Go 2 still. I had the Wireless Go 1, I had a couple of those and I sold them. And I've just never been able to get, get on board with using them for weddings. Um, I've never really thought they were ideal in terms of the, the way that they worked and the, the software that was behind them, how you got the files off them and things. Um 
and even though in in essence the idea of like transmitting a transmitting a like sort of the original wireless go was just a sort of um wireless transmitter and and there in some ways that's a good thing for weddings and it's definitely a good thing for using for other um uses but not always ideal because that's one of the things I like about the TX650 because it records internally. I feel like it's not transmitting anything, so it's not going to start interfering with anything in the venue. It's not going to cause any problems. And I'm not going to be worrying about the signal dropping in, dropping out. And then they brought out the Wireless Go 2, which kind of resolved it a little bit, the the, the idea of the signal dropping in and out, because it, it did record like a backup tracker, like a inside internally in the device. But I just always found that so clunky. Like sometimes it'd record that backup track, sometimes it wouldn't. It was temperamental and you couldn't really trust it. So, and it, it didn't feel that easy to use at weddings because even though it's a similar size device to like a Sony TX650, it's not much, it's not much um, bigger. It just, it, I was scared. I was, I'll be honest, I was scared that it wouldn't record internally and that the signal would drop out and, I couldn't. I could never get them to like work the way I want them. I'd set them up right in the in the software, but they wouldn't split the tracks properly, and you'd end up with like no left track and all sorts. I just found them really temperamental. And then they brought out the wireless GoPro a few weeks ago, and I kind of waited a bit to see some reviews and things. And I thought, no, I'm going to get it because I do some commercial work where I need to like go around with, and if you're watching on video, you'll be able to see this, but um, like these microphone kind of sticks. So it's like a handheld mic. Um, and basically it's like interview style, uh, interview reporter style, where you kind of walk around and you, you're going to put that to, to someone's face and they're going to talk into it. Um, so it kind of looks like a handheld mic that a singer would sing into or whatever, but it's actually got a little wireless transmitter and that's going into the camera, um, sending a signal to the camera, the trans- the receiver that's on top of the camera. But it's also, uh, rece- it's also recording internally and it's recording internally 32-bit and it's now got a button that I can press onto it so that I... 100% know it's recording internally and because it's 32-bit the file that it's recording I know that I'm going to be able to manipulate that and that's going to give me such good quality um so I thought I'm going to I'm going to give it a go because I'll use them definitely for like commercial work and actually I could see this being a really good move for weddings and that's basically what I wanted to talk about going forward so I have now invested in one of these uh, Road wireless GoPros, or in fact, it's not called a GoPro. Sorry, it's called a wireless Pro. I better get the name right. They've dropped the Go bit. Um, so essentially, I'm recording this video now, and I'm going to be switching between them. So I've got it in the in the sort of handheld mic style, um, so that it's it's kind of very similar to the mic that I'm talking in this podcast now i've also got the sony tx650 clipped on so i will be in a second comparing what you get after recording them and then tweaking them a little bit in post like i would normally for the, the podcast so that you can see what the the difference is of of how it sounds through the speakers once once it's all been put together but i just wanted to i just wanted to kind of discuss why i think that this is going to work for weddings and basically 
The Sony TX650s are great. I was looking at the Tascam DR10Ls. So the Tascam DR10L Pro is 32-bit float, but it has to use a lav mic. So you can't just clip the receiver. Uh, you can't just clip the transmitter direct on. The transmitter um, in, the, in the Rode um, Wireless Pro has a mic built in. So basically, you're getting a Sony TX650 type recorder where it's going to record internally 32-bit. You don't need a separate lav mic because, you know, sometimes it's easier just to clip something straight onto someone's lapel or someone's pocket or something rather than having to worry about um, having to, to run a, a wired lav mic. So I like that, whereas you wouldn't have that with the, the Tascam and you didn't have that with the Zoom um, products because some of the Zoom products like there, I think it was the F2, um, that, that was a lav mic as well. So a lot of the other ones are lav mics, whereas this is a unit by itself, like say self-contained. It's obviously got a great battery life, yet to fully test it, but this is what I'm doing today is part of that test because I'm going to be using it for a commercial job this weekend. I wanted to to test it. So that's another reason for me doing this podcast the way I am. And the the internal storage as well. And they've improved the software. So now when you connect this up by USB-C, it shows up straight away and you can just drag the file straight out and put it into wherever you want. You don't have to go through the rigmarole of the previous um, iteration of these devices, the Wireless Go 2, where you have to take the file into some software and then export it from the software so that then you've got a file you can use. And all of these like extra little changes are just have just made a big difference. And you you basically get a kit. It's not cheap. I think it's 400 quid that I've paid for this. But I love the way that you've you've got like this kit that has a, a really good charging case that will also do data transfer. So you put those, put all of the devices in there and you can charge them all and it does data transfer through that. So it's a very neat way of doing it. And you also, in the kit, you also get two lav mics. So you've got lav mics already in the kit, which you'd have to go out and buy those separate if you're buying um, some other devices. Or if the, if you if you bought, like, say, the Tascam and it came with the lav mic, you know, you don't have as much option and you're only buying one at a time. Whereas this is a, a two device. You've got two transmitters and one receiver in this kit. So essentially... If you bought two of these kits, you could you'd be you'd have enough microphones there for most weddings. And so, you, for eight hundred quid, you basically have um, lots of different options. Well, if you look at the price of some of the other kits, and um, if you look at say, for instance, how much the Sony TX six fifties are now or six sixties, because they're just ridiculous. They've gone up in price so much. When I bought them, they were seventy eighty quid. Now they're like. 150 plus. So to get four um, four transmitters, four mics, if you like, to be able to use, you you still be talking uh, best part of six, seven hundred pound. Whereas, you know, here for 800 pound, we've got that, but we've got a lot more freedom and a lot more flexibility. We've got 32 bit float. So this is why I thought for weddings, because my TX650s are getting a bit old now, the batteries are starting to not last as long. One of them packed in completely and I, I, I chuck it away. So we're at a point where 
I, I was looking to update my uh, audio equipment for both weddings and like commercial stuff that I do. I'm thinking as a hybrid shooter and as a, a filmmaker, I'm thinking what what is going to give me the best options for all of the different scenarios and that I can just sort of standardise the way that I use them. Um, and this is basically what I've, I've come to. So I'm going to be testing this out now for the next few months like the the weddings and stuff and then I will hopefully do some like proper videos and stuff about it but I wanted to talk about it today uh, on the podcast because we've obviously been talking about all the different things to do with shooting weddings to do it like how you set your camera up what cameras you're using and then like composition and lighting and shot shots and stuff and now you know to cover the video side of that um audio and what I'm looking for as a hybrid shooter is just the most effective, the most simple option. And hopefully this is what this is what's gonna I'm gonna be able to get from this. Because that 32-bit float, I hope, takes away a lot of the anxiety of not recording at the right level. Because obviously the Sony TX650s are amazing, but you can't monitor them and you can't you can't really tell. Um, exactly how well it's going to... It's it's only because I've used it so much that I know when and where I can place it on people or in different situations and pick stuff up. But I know that sometimes if it's too quiet, I'm like, I just want to be able to increase the gain a bit more, but then it starts to really sound shit. So this hopefully is it. So before I round the podcast up, I'm just going to do a quick sound test. So at the moment, I'm talking through the podcast mic and I'm going to put the Rode Mic Pro, uh, Wireless Pro, next to it. And I'm holding it same distance away from my mouth. And I'm now talking into both of them. So I'm going to switch between. So we've got the uh, Rode I think it's the Roadcaster Pro mic. That's the pod pod mic I'm talking on now. And now I'm going to be talking on the Rode Wireless Pro, which is on a stick that I'm holding in front of my mouth. And that is go this is going to be the file that's going that's recorded 32-bit flow inside the uh, device itself. And now I'm going to switch to the device, the same uh, wireless pro. Uh, but it's now going to be the signal that's going into the camera. So this is getting recorded. Uh, it's transmitting to the transmitter and it's recording inside the camera with the video file. So this is basically, you've essentially got two different versions of this. And I'm now going to be talking into the Sony TX650. I'm not moving my head, I'm keeping it straight, looking at the camera, and I'm talking into the Sony TX650, which is clipped just below um, my kind of face, uh, typically in a, in the same area, in the same region as where I would put it if I was clipping it into a jacket pocket on a groom or something like that. So just so that you can get an idea of the different sounds, the different audio files that you're going to get. Um, and I will have um, manipulated these a little bit. I'll be tweaking them, but I'll, I'll be putting the same settings on them all. So I'm back on the uh, Roadcaster pod, pod mic now. I'm going to be confusing you by calling it a pod mic. That's an actual name of another microphone. But uh, I just wanted to do this as a quick um, a quick episode talking about the fact that audio has come along so far and there are so many great options out there on the market and there really isn't whether you're using like a a sony tx650 or 660 or one of the other um you can get all sorts of little clip-on mics you can pay you can pay 20 30 quid and that's still going to be better than whatever you're recording the camera 
or if you're using something like the the Rode Wireless Pro or you know whatever else you're using or wanting to to kind of try out audio is so important um it it does get overlooked especially if you are into photography and you are wanting to start doing video and you think I'm just not going to bother I'm just going to I'm just going to use music because it's you know it, it all seems a little bit too too much does recording the audio and I, I'm I'm overwhelmed or I ain't got time to learn it or whatever but believe me it's worth it um adding audio to your films whether you're doing just little highlight films whether you're doing full doc stuff it's going to make a massive world of difference it really does compared to what you can record in camera it's going to up your films amazingly so it's a really key piece of the jigsaw when it comes to um doing capturing wedding memories um, and I hope that this is kind of giving you that insight, but if you want a bit more of a deep dive, go check out episode 43 of this podcast where we go, where I go into the audio side of things a little bit more deep. And that's a, another, that's a year or two ago, that one. So it's going to be a bit out of date now because this is kind of the update to it, if you like. Um, so that's like the main bit of information. And then this was just talking about these new wireless pros. Um, so hopefully that's been useful. It's the end of the episode and... Uh, next week's episode is going to be slightly different uh, we've already recorded it me and Lindsay together um, so I'll uh, look forward to to kind of putting that one out uh, if you've got any questions about audio if you want any tips tricks if you want any advice about what to get where to start please just hit me up on um, Instagram at your dot story dot studios I uh, hope you have a great week and uh, take care bye